in Washington, D.C., a head start on paying for college. According to NBC News 4 in D.C., all seventh graders at participating schools, many of whom are black, are eligible to receive a $22,000 college scholarship. Congratulations. The tentative contract agreement between Ford and the United Auto Workers includes a $50,000 buyout offer for union members. An unlimited number of legacy employees can take the deal if they retire before December 1st, 2024. The buyout will be available to employees with at least 30 years of accredited service, are 55 and older with at least 10 years of accredited service, and anyone at least 65 who has at least one year of accredited service. The contract still needs to be ratified. Detroit Medical Center went to a recent Detroit City Council meeting seeking support for a new contract. The workers have been working under an expired agreement since last December and talks are at an impact. The Teamsters Union representing the workers have filed unfair labor practices against the DNC with the National Labor Relations Board. The union claims some workers have been threatened with termination if they walk off the job. City Council approved a resolution showing support for the workers. Speaking of Teamsters, an organization called the Case Breakers says they have evidence that murder Teamsters president Jimmy Hoffa was buried in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. They say his body was moved in September 1995 and buried under the third base of Milwaukee County Stadium, which was later torn down and replaced with a youth baseball park. Hoffa disappeared in July 1975 and was declared legally dead in 1982. The location of his remains is still a mystery. Seeking a seat on the Hamtramck City Council. In more political news, the House of Representatives has killed a resolution to censure Detroit Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib over her comments about the war between Israel and Hamas. The Michigan Democrats, the chamber's only Palestinian-American, has raised concerns over the continued U.S. supply of arms to Israel and calls for, quote, ending the occupation and dismantling the apartheid system that creates the suffocating dehumanizing conditions that can lead to resistance. NBC says four of 30 homes had lead levels that exceeded the action level of 15 parts per billion, and mother Shantika Peck it's scary. I didn't have the best results, but I was also told that the pipes had a lot to do with the water. Not that it was bad from how the faucet. So this really raises a concern with me having school-aged kids. Peck says her family no longer uses the tap water to drink and now buys that. People who have lead service lines are told to run the water for at least five minutes to flush harmful water away. Those without a lead service line are urged to run water for between 30 seconds and two minutes before use. A black couple in Lauder Hill, Florida, believe their 35-year-old daughter, Tricia Spencer, was the victim of a targeted shooting on October 31st. And Claudette and Garfield Spencer tell NBC6 South Florida they also believe they know who pulled the trigger. They say Tricia's boyfriend, who was also shot but survived, identified the shooter as Tricia's ex-boyfriend. He wouldn't let her talk to people, you know, friends. He tried to keep her confined. Murder her on the street like a dog. He didn't Reports are one other 17-year-old bystander was also shot in the leg while inside her home. 50 cents to life in prison in Texas after shooting his black neighbor in front of his apartment back in 2020. The Atlanta Black Star reports Edward Murray shot Antonio Robinson because he was angry that Robinson's children, ages 2, 3, and 9, would play with toys on his sidewalk outside both units. Robinson's girlfriend told KXAS-TV Murray also had a habit of calling the family racial slurs.
Children's author Rachel Renee Russell has dropped her 15th book, Dark Diaries, Tales from a Not-So-Posh Paris Adventure. The black author spoke to me on the BIN with her daughter, who is the inspiration for the main character, Nikki Maxwell. Russell says she changed the main character to a little white girl because publishers wanted it that way. Yeah, we have the original draft of Dark Diaries, and it was a, let's just like Nikki, a little brown girl with curly hair, and he sees her weird face. The book one with the real Nikki Maxwell, she was going to Paris. And that was edition one in 2007. And that's why this edition was an emotional one. You can hear the rest of the interview. It's media suicide. Provocative conversation. Where you live, what you drive, or the price tag on your clothes. There's no dollar sign on a piece of mind. This I've come to know. The shit you think about every day. The news you hear about every day. So much is going on. It doesn't make sense. Sometimes you say to yourself, what the hell is wrong with the people on the planet? It's media suicide. Good morning, good morning. You know what I'm getting ready to ask you to do. Put your hands together and celebrate you. I know it sounds corny. Go ahead and do it though. Celebrate you, celebrate your life. You made it to your destination, and it is Friday, October 2023. How are you feeling this morning? You did not catch a flat tire or none of those things, did you? Good, good, good. How is the family? Everybody is holding up. Good, good. And for those who are feeling bad, even if you are smiling and you feel bad inside, you have won half the battle. Did someone get put out today of their home or apartment? Did someone struggle with finances? I guess that would be all of us, huh? <laughs> Are there any problems with the husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, wife? Somebody didn't act right this morning. It's going to be okay. This is part of life and you will get through it. Why did you ask? This too shall pass. This too shall pass. You know, I wish that the feeling that you get on Fridays could carry over all of our lives every day. You get that nostalgic good feeling, don't you? Turn on the lights here. 
Let me grab my glasses because I have been loaded with emails. Folks, I have been loaded with emails. And I tell you the stories that you hear every day. I have some some news that I just I don't even re- report because some of the stuff is just plain old ridiculous. Yeah, so I've been I have a lot of reports. I mean I have a lot. I mean it seems like every time when I um, try to report four or five stories, I end up reporting 10, 20 stories. Uh, I'm looking at the stories right now and it's just wow. And some of it, um, I have a friend of mine that sent me stuff too because they listen to the podcast also. So, let's get right to some of these stories here. So we have a situation that uh, happened in Detroit. A man who pleaded guilty in the 2020 slayings of his mother, stepfather, girlfriend, and another person was sentenced Wednesday, 45 to 75 years in prison. Jonathan Welch, 23, young man, received a sentence from Wayne County Circuit Court. Margaret Van Houten, Judge Margaret Van Houten, uh, loved ones of four people murdered by a Detroit man last year said they continue to struggle with why Jonathan Welch did this. Trina Harris, who was 22 years old, daughter, Zaya Frazier, Welch's living girlfriend, who was killed was one of several relatives who addressed the court before Wayne County Court Judge Margaret Van Houten. You took what was so precious to me, said Harris, noticeably emotional. She meant everything to me. My daughter would never get to hold her son and watch him grow up. I believe Jonathan is truly a monster. When I saw the uh, the footage on the news, and I'm sure you saw it too, the the, the young brother, um, he was really emotionalist. Is that a word? <laughs> he showed no type of empathy. It seemed like he was just sitting there. He had his head sideways, and I know I know you're in front of a judge, and you're in front of a, a situation where you know you're going to prison. But it seemed like he had no type of remorse. It seemed like I'm not judging a man. He just was sitting there, emotionless, no emotion. Van Hilton said nothing that would happen Wednesday would bring back the victims. And she quotes, but I hope all of you can start to heal and start to find closure. Welch was sentenced for the killing of Flossie Bray, his brother, Robert Bray Jr., his stepfather, and Frazier. 
the judge also also sentenced him to 20 to 40 years for killing of Natalia Morris, 24. Both sentences are to be served concurrently. That means he's going to be in prison for almost just about the rest of his life. Concurrently. I don't understand why this happened. Laurente Wilton, a grandson of Robert Bray, told the court as he stood in the jury box, it's too late to ask why. Um, there were a lot of emotions, a lot of emotions. You, they, they played it on the news, of course. You know the news, they, they're gonna play it. You know, it's... But, um, wow, this, this young man, 23 years old, his, his life is gone. He wasted his life. So here's another story that uh, now I saw this on in local news and someone sent me this story too um, about the homeless in Detroit. About the homeless in Detroit. So homeless count so far is 8,500 people. Okay. Uh, in 2022, more than 8,500 people were identified as homeless in shelters, transitional or permanent supportive housing in Detroit, Hamtramck and Highland Park. There's a lot more. There's a lot more that's not reported because you see them on the streets. Um, if anybody gets a chance to go downtown right after Madison Avenue and Woodward, continue to drive down that side of the street, you will see a lady with two kids. You will see a lady with two kids. She sleeps inside of a um, indentation of a building outside with her two kids. And if you can, let's help her. If you can, let's help her. You'll see her. She's out there. She's African-American lady. Uh, you'll see her with a blanket. You'll see her outside with a boy and a girl. They're living outside, folks, downtown. And if anybody can help them, please, please, let's help them. She has two kids. So continue the story on any given night. More than 1,500 people experience homelessness on the streets and in the shelters. Not even counting the ones that has not been reported or living in vacant homes and living in cars. Vacant homes and living in cars. The Detroit Rescue Mission will continue to help people who need shelter and a place to stay. That place fills up very fast. They also have curfews. So we have to find a way to help the homeless. They need our help, ladies and gentlemen. They need our help. Because I know what it feels like. So, the founder of the FTX, 
the crypto exchange. Sam Brinkman Fried or Freed has been found guilty of fraud and conspiracy by a jury in a court in New York. The founder of the bankrupt crypto exchange, FTX, was convinced or convicted on all of the seven counts on which he was tried. The founder of the crypto exchange, FTX, once crypto's golden child, has been found guilty. Um, I heard a report this morning that uh, he could be doing some serious time for this. However, the judge has not fully um, set a pending amount of time for him. A pending amount of time for him. John Lawler, Ford's chief financial officer, reported that the strike negatively affected the company's adjusted earnings by $100 million in the third quarter. In total, through last week, it cost the company about 80000 units of production and $1.3 billion in earnings. The Dearborn automaker reported taking a $1.3 billion hit to its earnings as a result of the strike and withdrew its earnings guidance. Overall, the company delivered what executives characterized as mixed results for the July-September period, with results dragging down by the strike and nagging cost and quality issues. However, Ford reported a $1.2 billion in profit on revenue of $43.8 billion for the quarter. The profits compared to a loss of $827 million in the same period last year. Revenue was 11% higher than a year ago. Adjusted earnings stood at $2.2 billion for the quarter up from $1.8 billion a year ago. So they're still having their profits. However, there is also a huge loss. They're taking in losses, so they need to wrap it up. That is the term, right? Need to wrap it up. And like I said, I have a very good idea for Ford, GM, and Chrysler, which can drive up profits. But I won't say it on this platform. <laughs> that would be my own secret. And someday I wish I could reach out to all, all the big three and tell them they would be happy. So I don't know if you heard about the story about the guy in Maine, the shooter. Uh, Maine governor confirms Lewingston shooting suspect found dead. I would like to uh, tell you that I saw this story the other day. Uh, rest, let's see here. 
Okay, let's read this. Residents told the Independent that they were all coming together to show these people that we love them. Okay, I think I read this before. Uh, let's go down here. A manhunt was launched to find Card, who was later found dead Friday night at a recycling plant. So I think I read this story to you before. Uh, this was reported by CNN about that uh, situation with the man. So we'll move on from that story. I think I already shared this story about the man who, uh, the shooting suspect that did all the 22 shootings, etc., etc. Uh, let's see, it says all 18 victims of Maine mass shooting identified by authorities. 10-year-old girl injured in Maine bowling alley shooting. Ask heartbreaking question. 14-year-old boy identified as a victim. Uh, so the map of Maine shooting locations as Manhunt. Okay, the, the, some of this stuff is old, old story. Um, okay, so we'll move on from there. Okay, so let's get ready for our seatbelt moment. The seatbelt moment is when I report to you the most ridiculous stories that go on in the free world today. So, I always ring the bell because we want to sound the ignorance and the craziness. So let's ring the bell. This is now officially a seatbelt moment. So if you're in your car, do not take your seatbelt off, please. I don't want anybody accusing me of telling people to take their seatbelt off while they're driving. But, however, take your hand and just kind of just clutch it a little bit. Don't take it apart. Hold on. If you're at work, pretend like you're putting your seatbelt on. This is a seatbelt moment. Are you ready? Rebecca Lynette Taylor, 49, was arrested on January the 18th. Is this an old story? It says January. Oh, this is an old story of 2022. Okay, wow. And charged with the offense of the sale of the purchase of a child in connection with an incident that allegedly occurred five days prior. Folks, people are trying to buy kids with cash. Disgusting. According to a Crockett Police Department, I wanted to make sure I said that right, probable cause statement obtained by a local outlet, The Messenger. On January the 13th, the mother of the child in question called police advising a white woman with blonde hair approached her in a Crockett Walmart wanting to purchase her son. Did you hear that? Let's read that one more time. January the 13th. This happened last year. The mother of the child in question called police. Advising a white woman with blonde hair approached her in a Crockett Walmart wanting to purchase her son. According to the probable cause statement. The mother claimed that Taylor allegedly approached her as she was waiting to scan itself in self-checkout. So she was in the checkout. She was scanning her groceries. 
She claimed that Taylor began commenting on her son and the son's blonde hair and blue eyes before asking how much she would purchase him for. (laughs) When the mother laughed over the question, assuming it was a joke, Taylor allegedly told her that she had $2,500,000 in a car and she would pay that much for him. What the freeze pop? Let's read that again. The mother, she laughed. So the lady makes a comment, says, oh, you have a beautiful son. Oh, thank you. Thank you, the lady said, thank you, thank you. Okay, thank you. And then the lady says, wait a minute. I got $250,000 in the car and I would pay that much for your son. What? Are you sick? Now you know what it was. You, ladies and gentlemen, all the females out there, you know. You already know the words that come along afterwards. I'm not going to say it on this platform on this show, but you already know what's going to happen. The mother also claims that both Taylor and a female companion began calling her son by his name without having been told it. Like, how did they know this little boy name? Once in a parking lot, Taylor began screaming, saying if she won't take $250,000 for him, then she would give her $500,000 because she wanted him and she was going to take him. Wow. I read that because my mind was thinking some crazy more stuff that she would have said. So that's why I paused. Let's read that again. So once in the parking lot, Taylor began screaming, saying, if if you won't take him for uh, $250,000, then I will give you $500,000 because she wanted him and she was going to take him. She's going to try to take this kid. Surveillance video from the Walmart seemingly confirmed the incident. Taylor said that he was the perfect fit and she had been wanting to buy a baby for a long time. The Crockett Police Department was unable to provide a copy of the affidavit. It is not clear if the woman who was with Taylor will face any charges. Um, That doesn't make sense to me. While Taylor's bond was set for $50,000 and she bonded out of the Houston County Jail on the 20th of last year. So a spokesman for the Houston County Sheriff's Department told theoxygen.com on Thursday. Uh, She has not been yet indicted and it's unclear if she'll have, if she has an attorney. All right, so, (laughs) wow. Even though that was a last year's story, but wow, see, you just never know what's going on out here. Imagine somebody approach you, you out in the store somewhere, or you out, and someone approaches you, wow, your baby looks beautiful, beautiful baby. How much you want for him? Excuse me? Excuse me. No, excuse you. Get out of my face. 
Well, look here, look. I'll offer you $250,000 for your child. Excuse me? Look, look, Abe McMahon. <laughs> look, let me tell you something. If you don't get out of here, it's going to be some problems. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. Since you won't take the... You know what? Let me leave. Okay, I'll tell you what then. Since you won't take the $250,000, I'll up the ante. I'll give you $500,000 right now. I got it in my trunk. You know what, ma'am? If you don't get your ass out of here, if you don't get out of here, you know what? I'm going to leave because it's going to be a problem out here. <laughs> I can see a lot of you ladies, that lady is getting cussed out right now as we speak. She will be cussed out. She will be dealt with. Remember I told you, what is it with the children? What is it with this society the people that's pushing the buttons to make and create chaos what is it with the kids because even if you're a crazy motherfucker you should not and something should click something should click for you not to mess with the kids it should click What is going on with this robotic generation? Or maybe someone needs to stand up. You know, we do have a lot of protests, a lot of striking. We have a lot of situations right now going on. So maybe this is one of those times again, we have to protest and stand up and, and stuff like that. Maybe this is one of those times, ladies and gentlemen. This is disgusting. I, I'm really tired of this. I just don't understand it. You know, the other day um, I was watching on the local stations some of these cartoons. Some of these cartoons. They're so full of adult content. They're so full of adult content. They use the language. They're showing people with swords cutting someone's head off and then the blood spills out. Who is forcing society to be crazy? And why are you doing it? It is disgusting. Some of the stuff you hear in a cartoon. A cartoon used to be for kids. It used to be for kids to watch. And it was, it was written for kids. I mean, you did have the Roadrunner. You had Bugs Bunny. But most of those were more in the fashion of jokes. You did have, uh, was it Foghorn Leghorn? You had the other guy with the shotgun. He was always hunting rabbit. But we never seen 
blood spill in cartoons. So that tells you that whoever is writing this stuff, whoever is allowing the writing of this deranged, crazy releases of cartoons today, you are being irresponsible. We should not be writing something for kids to see blood using certain words. And sometimes I've even heard curse words. How come we don't protect the kids? Because we're not standing up, that's why. Because we're not standing up. The kids need us to fight for them and fend for them and protect them. I don't want to see kids even seeing this stuff. This stuff is disgusting. The way these writers and who is allowing the release of this material. All the money that's spent to design it, produce it, who is allowing this to go on and, and send it out to the masses? One kid is enough. One kid is enough. And we should not be allowing two, three, or four more to see this. Ladies and gentlemen, we are living in a society that's becoming very ill and sick and careless but if we don't stand up and start to speak out on this it's going to get worse because that particular cartoon that I saw lets me know it's getting worse go out and uh, enjoy your day today it's Friday I know I was ranting on but you know, I always, this is the whole idea of this platform. I'm not, this is not a war cry. This is, this is a protest against ignorance. This is why I call it media suicide. The media is killing people's thoughts. People are not thinking on their own. That's why I call it media suicide. It is the opposite effect. You keep reporting crime stories. You keep putting the word out there. Gun, violence, shooting, gun, violence, shooting. And as a professor once told me, when you repeat something 20 times, when you study, repeat it 20 times or more to yourself, your mind will begin to remember it there's a lot of subliminal messaging in commercials there's all types of ways to turn up the volume so that you can hear there's a thing called megahertz and gigahertz folks will use this against you and when I say folks the, the evil people who want to be the evil Igors of the world 
They don't want to see happiness and peace amongst all citizens. And this is why I write, and this is why this platform is called Media Suicide. Because the media is killing folks mentally. Mentally. And here's the sickening part. There is somebody out there who believes everything that they see, including on the media. And this is why it is happening and it is so successful. When you can brainwash a group. I'm trying to think of this movie. What is that movie where they was putting computer chips in people? Manchurian Candidate. Manchurian Candidate. That's a good movie. That's what this society reminds me of. Manchurian Candidate. Were they able to control the people with computers? Put a chip in your neck and they can control what you're saying and control you. That's how sick. That's how sick society is became and becoming. So go out. It's Friday. Enjoy your day. Have a good day. Have a good Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, when you see your neighbor and you pass by and you speak to your neighbor and they say nothing to you, do not get upset. Do not choke it up or suck it up. You turn the page. It is not your fault, but it is theirs. And you go ahead and go about your day and enjoy yourself, okay? This is Media Suicide. Happy Friday, and we'll talk again soon. I'll talk to you next week. Have a good one.